horizon is wide and the highway is calling. That means it's time for another episode of American Roads Trip Talk. I'm your host, Gary Mance, with a welcome and an invitation to travel the byways and back roads of yesteryear, searching for America in every incomparable mile. Welcome once again, everyone. Glad to have you with us on Trip Talk. Have you ever picked up a hitchhiking ghost? Can you imagine what that would be like? Can you imagine it happening in the windy city of Chicago? That eerie tale is coming up right after this. The holiday gift-giving season soon will be right around the corner. It's not too early to fuel the open road dreams of special people in your life with a subscription to American Road Magazine. With exciting features, quality writing, and beautiful photography in every issue, American Road makes a perfect gift for road-tripping moms and dads, gallivanting grandparents, adventurous aunts and uncles. Maybe that special friend will enjoy it too. Visit AmericanRoadMagazine.com, click subscribe, and for a limited time, you can enter the code KKNW to receive 25% off your subscription. Find our app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store and take us with you wherever you go. Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Welcome back to Trip Talk. The book is called Folk Tales and Legends of the Middle West. The author is Edward McClellan. His friends call him Ted. And here's the very least you need to know about this author. Edward McClellan was born in Lansing, Michigan, and attended both the University of Michigan and Michigan State University. Like so many Michiganders of his generation, he now lives in Chicago, Illinois. After getting his start in journalism at the Lansing State Journal, he later worked as a staff writer for the Chicago Reader, and he is also a multi-published author, a popular one at that. And so we welcome Edward McClellan. Ted, it's so good to have you with us on Trip Talk. Hey, thanks for your interest in uh, the, the ghosts of Chicago. Just saying that, the ghosts of Chicago, what an incredible catalog that must be, and none more famous and a lot of people think it's an urban legend. Others say, no, 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 it happened to me. And some of it is well chronicled, as you well know. Resurrection Mary, perhaps the most famous ghost and ghost story connected with the city of Chicago. Ted, go ahead and, and launch this interview by telling us about Resurrection Mary. Who is she and why does she keep showing up to people as a hitchhiker and they take her for a ride and let her <laughs> off wherever she wants to be let off? Well, it, it's, I guess they say it's a variation of what you call the, the vanishing hitchhiker story, as you say, uh, an urban legend. And, you know, Resurrection Mary goes all the way back to the 1930s. And as, as I tell it uh, in the book, uh, she's uh, a young man named uh, Vince goes dancing at a uh, nightclub on Arch Archer Avenue, southwest of Chicago. Uh, it's called the, the O. Henry Ballroom, and this is where you dance. You dance to the big band music. You dance to Harry James and Artie Shaw and Tommy Dorsey. So he goes there one night, and after he's had a few Cuba Libres and smoked a few Lucky Strikes, uh, he sees a pretty blonde girl in a white dress and uh he asked her to cut a rug as they said back then so they're dancing they're dancing to boogie woogie and jeepers creepers and you know he kind of notices that her hands are cold and her skin is brittle and uh she kind of makes a lighthearted remark that says well cold hands mean you have a warm heart 
So after they dance all night, she asks for a ride home, and she gives him an address. So he heads back. They head back into the city, but then they get to the Resurrection Cemetery. And this is the graveyard where a lot of Chicago's Polish community is buried. And she asks them to pull over. He pulls over, and she says, I have to go, but you can't follow me. So he's completely perplexed. And the next day, uh, he goes to the address that she gave him. And a woman answers the door and asks, he asks if Mary's there. And she says, Mary doesn't live here anymore. Mary died in a car accident four years ago. And he sees her behind the woman. Uh, he sees on the piano a framed photograph of the girl he danced with the night before. Never youthful face, never to age. The face of a ghost. And then she says, uh, you know, he, he kind of makes up a story that he's an old high school friend of Mary's. And the woman says, if you want to visit her grave, uh, she's in Resurrection Cemetery. So Mary appeared to people throughout the 30s, and then after the big band music died, she stopped showing up at the O'Henry Ballroom because that was the music she liked to dance to. Uh, but she had been buried in a term grave, which is a rented plot that only holds remains for a quarter century. And when, by the time the term expired, all of her loved ones had joined her in the cemetery, and there was no one to renew her term. So during a renovation, they move her coffin to an unmarked grave in the remote corner of the cemetery, and that that disturbs the ghost. So one night, a suburban police officer hears a report of a woman in a white dress walking through the grounds of Resurrection Cemetery. And when he arrives at the gates, he finds two bars pried apart with scorch marks where a pair of hands would have gripped them. In the following year, a couple driving down Archer Avenue saw a girl wearing the same white dress lying in the street. And the man at the wheel swerved to avoid her, but she disappeared before his tires could make contact. And then in the 1990s, the owner of a tavern uh, right across from Resurrection Cemetery called Chet's Musical Lounge was pulling out of the driveway when he sees a man running up the road waving desperately. The man says, I need to use your phone. I hit a woman back there, and I can't find her body. And the owner asked, was she a blonde woman in a white dress? And that was Resurrection Mary. He said, don't worry, you didn't hit anyone. You saw a ghost. And, and Chet calls itself the home of Resurrection Mary, and every Sunday the bar puts out a Bloody Mary for her in case she shows up again. And thirsty. So, yes, and thirsty. <laughs> so the, the Resurrection Mary is still believed to, to haunt Archer Avenue in Justice, Illinois. Just outside of Chicago. Right, just southwest of, of Chicago. And Ted, would you say, based on your estimation, and you research so well all of these wonderful legends, would you say that Resurrection Mary is the signature or most famous ghost in Chicagoland? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, there are Chicago, um, I guess you'd call them Chicago ghost tours, uh, and they, um, they always make sure they go down there to justice. To, to talk about Resurrection Mary. I let, well, the tour wouldn't be complete without mentioning her all that. That makes sense to me. And yeah. Ted, as far as Archer Avenue is concerned, I keep hearing from people that that is the most haunted locale around Chicago. Is that really true? Chicago's a big place. I'm sure there's plenty of legend uh, from gangster days alone, the days of Al Capone, etc. 
Well, I, I think just the fact that you know Resurrection Mary haunts Archer Avenue and, and keeps appearing there, I think that would probably qualify as the most haunted <laughs> street in Chicago. I and Archer is known for is that a main thoroughfare? Yeah, it's it's one of the you know one of the diagonal streets. So it goes from starts it starts downtown and it goes kind of through the southwest side of Chicago. I think what used to be more of a Polish and Irish neighborhood and now it's mostly uh, a Latino uh, neighborhood. So yeah, it's one of the it's one of the main streets in Chicago. And these places that are evocative of Chicago's. Uh, rowdy and roiling past, you might say, like the ballroom yeah. itself. I think you said the O. Henry ballroom. Is that still in existence? No, it burned down just a few years ago. You can really. You know, I went. Uh, yeah, I went down there. I think they changed the name to the Willowbrook ballroom, and I went down there, and you can you can still see the foundation, but the actual the actual ballroom is gone. So Resurrection Mary is not going to be showing up there again. But I, I think I saw a show. Kind of one of those, you know, uh, amazing mystery shows where, and, and I think I kind of based some of my story on this, where there was a guy, uh, he he was old by now, but I think he'd been young back in the 30s, who told the story of, you know, how he danced with, with Resurrection Mary and how she took him to the gates of Resurrection Cemetery and uh, disappeared. And there are, if I recall correctly, about 13 not to be mysterious about it, but I think there are about 13 well-authenticated cases that seem to have elements in common, and this is over a period of decades, researchers say, where they have these these reports of picking up the hitchhiking lady, they don't know she's a ghost at the time, and there's something weird about her, and then she has to be dropped off at the cemetery, but don't go in. And people from time to time will report this, and they just can't make sense of what happened to them. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I ran across you know, repeated examples when, when I was uh, researching um, the book, and I, you know, I, 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 didn't, I didn't encounter her myself when I when I went down there or, or when I went to Chet's Melody musical lounge. So, uh, I guess she's, she's selective, but she's still appearing to people. Or so they say. Or so they say. And so the legend lives on. You have such a wonderful book in folk tales and legends of the middle West. It isn't all about Chicago either. I mean, you cover the middle West and you're a Michigander. I guess I should ask you if you ever have some divided loyalties during football and basketball season. If you went to University of Michigan and well, Michigan State, I don't know. That's a conflict waiting to happen, my friend. Well, I, I grew up in Lansing, so I've always been a I've always been a Michigan State fan. Even, there you go. even during the time when I was at the University of Michigan, I was at uh, I was a Michigan State fan. I wanted to ask you, Ted, about. And I think of the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Do you know that song? All these yeah. years later, it still gives me of goosebumps. Course. Yeah, Ship I mean, it's, wrecks, it's, uh, I've shipwrecks been to the, of the Great Lakes. Well, I've been, yeah, I've been to the Great Lakes Shipwreck Museum in uh, Whitefish Point, Michigan, uh, in the Upper Peninsula. And uh, I saw that, you know, that divers went down into Lake Superior and recovered the bell of the Edmund Fitzgerald. And it's on display there. And of course the song plays repeatedly and, you know, Gordon Lightfoot himself has, has visited the museum. And I also, uh, 
got to uh, visit um, Mariner's Church, which he, he mentions in the song. And that was the um, that's the church in Detroit, uh, mm-hmm. where when they learned of the disaster, they rang uh, the bell twenty nine times, and uh, the the um, rector allowed me to ring the bell myself, and I think I confused a lot of people in downtown Detroit when I did that. Wow. Uh, but yeah, the, yeah, November 10th is, as they call it, uh, Fitz Day, and people people still commemorate it in, uh, in, the, in Michigan, and especially in the Upper Peninsula. But that was the last, that was the last Great Lakes shipwreck, and you know, they've, they've, they've got better, better weather reporting since then, um, and they don't um, they don't have these tonnage bonuses that you know pressure boats into sailing when they shouldn't be sailing it. But I, I I did get to go on a Great Lakes freighter um, back in the 2000s, and it was a run from East Chicago, Indiana, to Escanaba, Michigan, and back to pick up some taconite for a steel mill. And one of the um, sailors said, you know, that's that's all people know about us. Because you know they're they're kind of invisible out there. You can see them from the beach in Chicago, but you really have to be looking. I find that very intriguing, Ted. As a matter of fact, I have to confess that this is the first I've ever heard of a shipwreck museum of the Great Lakes. I would like to go there someday for, and of course, we appeal to the road tripper type yeah. people who who get American Road magazine, listen to this broadcast and podcast like to get out on the open road how accessible is that and generally speaking what will people find there other than references to the edmund fitzgerald wreck of um, course it's 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 way up there it's in the upper peninsula it's near sault st marie you know where that is i do okay yeah it's kind of maybe about 40 miles from sault st marie right on the shores of lake superior so i mean they have um uh, commemorations of other great shipwrecks, like um, the uh, there's the Bradley, and the, there was one I believe it was called the Morell. And I knew a guy who died a few years ago who was the only survivor of the Morell uh, out on Lake Huron, and he survived for 30, 30 hours on a life raft in a pea coat in his underwear. Can you imagine? Incredible. Yeah, he was kind of a you know he, he had visions of of meeting you know he was on the boat with two other dead shipmates and you know he had visions of going over to the next world. He doesn't even remember when they rescued him. That is amazing. So he never I, he as you can as you can imagine he never never sailed again. I wouldn't. <laughs> I don't blame him one bit. The Great Lakes region has so many wonderful legends. And again, your book, this is just one that you've written, Folk Tales and Legends of the Middle West. You seem to have there an, an inborn instinct for what it is to be a Midwesterner, to be someone from Michigan. You're now residing in Chicago, like many of your generation. And there is sure. a way to do life like no other when you're in the Midwest. There's just, there's a, a sensibility, a practicality, but an openness to mystery as well. Well, are you from the Midwest yourself? I live with somebody who's from Chicago, so I hear the stories. Okay. okay. 
Okay. Well, I, I mean, I, I guess I wanted to, you know, people don't think of the Midwest as an exotic part of the country. So I, I guess I wanted to show in the book that, you know, we have as many um, colorful and fascinating legends as, as any other part of the world. And uh, I, I kind of wanted to make it a, you know, a, a mythological history of the Midwest. And you do with quite an assortment. Going back to Resurrection Mary for a moment, I know that there is the vanishing hitchhiker theme or motif in ghostly literature. And it turns out, Ted, as you discuss, it's the kind of thing that fits into urban legend and not just our urban legends here in North America. There is some variation of this actually from place to place around the world. Sure. Yeah. I mean, she's certainly not the only one. Do you, are you, do you know of some other vanishing hitchhiker stories? I don't know them by name. I've heard various stories, but a lot of it has to do with the idea. For example, a young woman, it seems the the victim in this case seems to be a young woman so much of the time. Yeah. They're in Hawaii. Well, well there's one that comes to mind. I mean, Madame Pele often is seen as a vanishing hitchhiker where you wind up giving a ride to the legendary Madame Pele. And you think you're just picking up a young, beautiful woman who uh, needs a ride. Now, who is Madame Pele? Madame Pele. Madame Pele in Hawaii, there was the goddess, fitting the goddess motif, and is extremely powerful. In fact, she is, if it isn't using the wrong word, credited with volcanic eruptions, including okay. on the big island, so that if volcanic lava swallows you, uh, swallows your home, hopefully not you, but swallows your home or destroys your property, it is assumed that you made Madame Pele angry with you for some reason. Ah. Uh. Okay. Well, you know, I, I think people are more likely to pick up women who are hitchhiking. So maybe that's why so many of the vanishing hitchhikers are women. Okay. Yes. That makes sense to me. It does. <laughs> <laughs> Someone recommended if you're going to hitchhike, hitchhike, hitchhike with a, with a female also. Well, you know, it's interesting, too, in the case of Resurrection Mary, Bill Geist, who's a well-known writer from Chicagoland, there yeah, he, and he's from he's I think he went to the University of Illinois and he started at the Chicago Tribune. Right. Yes, and he was he interviewed somebody who had this experience and was not reticent to share it in detail and didn't know what to make of it. He just couldn't understand uh, why this lady vanished. He described her as a looker. Blonde, okay. 21, 21 years of age tops, right. and he described what happened according to the legend with its typical elements, and he didn't know what to make of it, and Bill Geist told him, I think the answer is simple, you picked up the most famous ghost in Chicago, the legendary Resurrection Mary. Well, the story goes that, you know, that's probably, she was about 21, she was working at the Brock Candy Factory, which is now closed in Chicago, and she went out one night with some of her co-workers, and they crashed into a, a pillar uh, of the L downtown, and uh, that's how she passed away. And so, and this element shows up, I believe, in the case of this man who reported this incident to Bill Geist. He said that she asked to be dropped off at the cemetery, and he didn't yeah. follow her in. She just uh. went toward it and then vanished. Huh, I wonder if that was the same guy who was on that, that, that mystery show, because it sounds like a similar story. Where did you find that story? I want to I read that now. 
I was looking it up online, and I think you may be onto something okay. there, Ted, because the story itself was featured in Unsolved Mysteries. That's it. That's that was the, the show, program. Unsolved Mysteries. Yes. Okay. And a great I show. Was on it was. The, I think it was on the History Channel. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, then it will turn up sooner rather than later because they cycle a lot of these stories through, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And in Chicago, Len, I, I should ask you, because of the gangster era, the untouchables, Al Capone, are you familiar with legends surrounding Al Capone? Now, in Alcatraz, his ghost has been heard from in different in Eastern State Penitentiary in Pennsylvania, where he spent some time. But I'm wondering mm -hmm. about his old watering holes, his speakeasies, where he did his yeah, business. Yeah, well, you, you, you always hear about... Um, uh, People in rural parts of the Midwest, you know, like in Wisconsin or downstate Illinois, they all they all claim that they were uh, where Al Capone hid out. Um, but you know, it's, I think people outside Chicago talk a lot more about Al Capone than than people inside Chicago do. I, I, the, you know, they still have these these gangster tours for tourists, but I don't know. I, I guess the city's trying to live down Al Capone. He's not. He's not a part of the city's history that's that's really uh, emphasized. There's not a There's not a plaque on Clark Street where the garage where the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Uh, I think that's just was. as well, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although, although I think there is still something. There is still something at the Biograph Theater uh, where John Dillinger was gunned mm. down because the right. biograph theater is still is still in operation so so people talk about that but i i don't think people really talk about al capone's ghost uh reappearing in chicago and yet there is a, uh, a gentleman by the name of dale kasmerick actually is quite uh, famous locally and known beyond chicago as well where he conducts the chicago ghost tours there's a lot right, to see yeah. and um, yeah. for the road travelers i mean around roads uh, route 66 which in chicago is where route 66 begins it just seems yeah. to me there are so many places that evoke the past whether they're haunted or not you can go and visit them rather easily if you have a map and and are willing to traverse a decommissioned highway. Well, and there's also um, a book. I'm wondering if Archer Avenue was part of Route 66. It goes in that direction. It might have been. Uh, there's a book called uh, Haunted Chicago by Ursula Bielski, and I know that I referred to that when I was researching Resurrection Mary, so people, people might want to check that out if they're looking for if they're looking for ghosts in Chicago. And there is a good article. This is the right time to mention it. Mm -hmm. Becky and Thomas Rep put out yet another fine edition of the quarterly magazine, American Road Magazine. And there are a lot of haunted tales in this current issue, Resurrection Mary being one of them. So if you want mm -hmm. the details, read that article in the current issue of American Road and you learn much more about the legend, but also about getting around and where locations are. It's always great, Ted, when people go to a major city, and Chicago is one of the world's great cities, and they yeah. have places they can go that 
are going to speak to them in some way, speakeasy or not. They are spoken to in some way. And I would think, for example, if you're driving around Chicago, there would be legendary jazz clubs to visit. Easy to get to if you're willing to go yeah. downtown. Well, more, more, I'd say more blues clubs. Um, you know, the, the, the great one, the all-time great one, the Checkerboard Lounge has, has closed down. But, you know, there's, there's Buddy Guy's Legend. That's, that's still operating. And, but I, I would recommend people go to go to Justice, go to visit uh, Chet's Musical Lounge, um, and, and go to Resurrection Cemetery because that's certainly not your typical uh, tourist tourist move or tourist attraction in Chicago. Yes, it's nice to go off the beaten path. If you're going to go to take exactly. in a play, see a concert, or go see the Cubs or the White Sox play, or the Bears, right. you certainly have those right. opportunities. Everybody knows about those, but the places that are that are well-known historically, but not the first places you think of when you think of Chicago are well worth visiting, and you can get to them by auto. Right, and and that's that's kind of what American Road is is trying to showcase, isn't it? Absolutely, and does it so very well. Uh, I sure appreciate you being with us today, Ted. You have so many other books. Give us a few other titles. I have a feeling we're going to have you back and talk about these to get oh, the Midwestern yeah. well, slant. Well, I mean, the, the one I wrote that actually sold the most copies was a book called called How to Speak Midwestern. Uh, so <laughs> it was just a guide to, to Midwestern accents and, and and Midwestern sayings, and I guess you could say it's a guide to the Midwest itself, um, and I wrote um, a couple. I wrote a book. Uh, speaking of road trips, uh, it's called The Third Coast, and it was about a, a ten thousand mile road trip I took around all five Great Lakes. It, and it was back in the summer of two thousand five. So, oh really, were, Ted? You yeah. just gave us our next interview opportunity. I okay. know that our listeners will want to hear about that, so you can count on getting another call from me. Okay, yeah, I would love to. I would love to talk about. I mean, that's that's when I first went to the to the Great Lakes uh, Shipwreck Museum, and when I rang the bell at the at the Mariners Church, because certainly the 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 lore of the Edmund Fitzgerald is ever present uh, in the state of Michigan. The next time we get on the air together, that is exactly what we will talk about. What an incredible <laughs> okay. adventure that must have been. Yeah, I, be have I have tons of stories to tell you from that. Well, save them for us because we're going to do okay. this again. Edward okay. McClelland, author of numerous books, and the one we've been talking about mainly today, Folk Tales and Legends of the Middle West. Ted Edward McClelland, thanks so much for joining us on Trip Talk. Thanks. I hope to talk to you again. You absolutely will. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us today. Thanks for tuning in to American Road Trip Talk. We always love to have you along with us. Along with Thomas and Becky Rapp, co-founders of American Road Magazine, we remind you to visit our website, AmericanRoadMagazine.com, to preview the current issue of American Road Magazine. Until next week, drive safely and dream well. 